You are listening to a replay of last night's live edition of the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on the ColorCast app. If you'd like to listen live, I've left a link in the description. Also, if you're an out-of-market Patriots fan who can't get the game live, or you're just looking for alternative commentary, I've been signed as the ColorCast Patriots Superfan, doing play-by-play and analysis for every Patriots game this season. Again, if you're interested with anything that I'm doing on ColorCast, you can download the ColorCast app with the link I've left in the description. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and welcome to this Wednesday, September the 22nd, 2021 edition of the Patriots News Desk, brought to you by Dear Pats Nation. I hope that everybody is doing well. Well, here in Toronto, this rainy Wednesday evening, Guys, you got to bear with me here for two minutes when I just tell you about all the stuff that we are doing here at Dear Pats Nation. Of course, you can come in here every single night of the week from Monday, well, not every single night, from Monday to Thursday, live at 7 p.m. on the ColorCast app. If you are watching the replay at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the Patriots News Desk YouTube channel, go down below, click the link for the ColorCast app, download it, make sure that you come here live every single day from Monday to Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Get the show live. Listen to me as I go. Leave a comment. Leave a chat. Maybe I'll be able to get to you. You can also find me on the Newsbreak app. Now, I love what we're doing over on the Newsbreak app. It's a free app. All the content is free. We create Patriots content for them. We're more covering the Patriots news, sort of say. Short videos, two to three minutes long, covering all the biggest news of the day. You can go to www.newsbreak.com slash Nation, or you can download the app from the link that we left in the description. And here's the thing. I'm going to be straight up with you. Every download that we get puts money in our pockets over here. They're not only a sponsor. We're also a creator. We love the relationship that we have with Newsbreak. And we ask if you can go uh, support us there. You can also catch us on the DPN live show every single Sunday through Thursday with my boy Connor. We go live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Unless it's a Patriots game day, then we just do the post game after the game like on late games and uh, we just talk about the Patriots tonight. We're going to be talking about Julian Edelman and we like to have a lot of fun. Connor is off this week. He's a little bit sick. So I got my boy Mike filling in tonight. My boy Thomas co-hosting with me tomorrow. Hopefully Connor will be back on Sunday after we talk about a Patriots win against the new Orleans saints. And you can always check us out on Patreon, man. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash DPN sports. You can find the links in the description. If you're here on color cast, it's in our profile. You get four exclusive videos every single day. <laughs> no you get four exclusive videos every single week plus every second friday we do an exclusive live stream where you can come join us on the screen hang out in the chat it's just a big hangout with all the patreon members we're doing it this friday at 8 30 p.m eastern time i will be hosting connor will be up and we'll hang with all the patreon peeps we'll talk some new england patriots right so check out the patriots news desk youtube channel check out the dp or dear pats nation youtube channel and make sure you come on to color cast if you're an out of market fan or you're just looking for some alternative commentary because i am here live on the ColorCast app every single Patriots game day, breaking down the, not breaking down, doing play-by-play. I can't speak today. Doing play-by-play for the New England Patriots, and I will be here for every single game right up until I call the Patriots winning. That's right, winning Super Bowl 56. Now, i got a pretty good show lined up for you today. We're going to do three deep dives. We're going to look at Juwan Bentley and how he's taking his game to another level. We're going to do the Pats Nation question of the day, which is, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? And we're also going to talk about the revisionist history of Brady versus Belichick because that has become a hot topic, even though the Patriots are playing the Saints this week 
and not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, before we get that going, we're going to look at some of the headlines for the day. First headline we're looking at is Ty Law responds to Peyton Manning saying that the Patriots bugged the visitor's locker room. Here's what Manning had to say on Monday on his Monday Night Football show that he does with his brother Eli, saying, quote, Every time I played against New England, I used to go talk to my receivers in the shower, like the far corner, Manning said. I'm like, don't talk about a play next to my locker because I know it's bugged. I know it's a hot mic in there. So we're in the shower. Very strange to see. Seven guys just hanging out in there. Ty Law, former Patriot receiver, well, he had some things to say about, or sorry, Patriots cornerback, had some things to say about Manning's comments saying, quote, he might have thought that because we were in his head a little bit, said Law. Let's be honest, we were in his head a little bit. That's okay. That's Belichick scheming up things and giving players confidence. So you probably did think that we had a huge bug in there. And because he knew what we were, because we knew what he were doing, I ain't going to tell him those secrets right now, but we knew what he was doing. So go ahead in the shower with all your buddies. Peyton is my friend, a great quarterback, a great competitor, Law explained. But there's always going to be a lot of talk about the rivalry, whether it's him joking about it, that we had bugged it, bugged the room, or it's this gate or that gate. What's this one called? Bug gate? That's just another gate. They want to add on to whatever for whatever reason. But Peyton is great, and I think that his analysis is funny. His wit is awesome, and I enjoy listening to him. Next headline is Tom Brady Sr. sounds off on Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. Here's what Brady Sr. had to say about Brady, his son Brady, leaving New England when he was on the Tommy Curran podcast saying, quote, damn right I feel indicated, Brady Sr. said during an appearance on Tom Curran's podcast, Patriots Talk. Bill Belichick wanted him out the door, and last year he threw for 56 touchdowns. I think that's a pretty good year. My feeling is Tommy is extraordinarily appreciative of everything that happened during his New England career, and he's more than happy that he's moved on because it was pretty obvious that the Patriots regime felt it was time for him to move on, said Brady Sr., and frankly, it may well have been perfect for Belichick to move on. On the other hand, I think Tampa Bay Bucks are pretty happy that the decision was made in Foxborough that he didn't want to afford him or didn't want to keep him when his last contract was up. I'm very nostalgic. That was our home for 20 years. And, you know, the fans embraced Tommy, the city embraced Tommy, and the team embraced Tommy for a while. So when he comes here, it's going to be a real treat that he spent 20 years making his mark in Boston. And we owe a lot to the Patriots and a lot to Boston. Guys, the Patriots also added Nick Folk to the 53-man roster as Matt Ventura of Mass Live is reporting the Patriots have signed veteran kicker Nick Folk to their active roster. He made 33 straight field goals for them. The Patriots haven't announced a transaction yet. The move is simply procedural and financial. Folk has been on the team's practice squad since the cut-down day, but was upgraded to the active roster for each of the first two games of the season. He'll get a salary bump with the move, with the move and the Patriots work out several players, including two wide receivers. Ryan Hannibal of WEI is reporting that a total of six players worked out, including defensive back Kentrell Bryce, defensive back Shakur Brown, quarterback Anthony Gordon, defensive back Grant Haley, wide receiver Jalen Smith, and wide receiver Javon Wims. Wims caught 28 passes for 56 yards for, for 56 targets for 266 yards and two touchdowns over three seasons with the Bears, while Smith has yet to play a game in the NFL. So that was kind of just the big headlines of the day. Other headline that wasn't included at the time of the creation of the show, but I will talk about now is Matt Judon was out for the Patriots practice today with the knee injury. It is a story to report. I'm going to try to figure out a little bit of a deeper dive later on tonight. I will probably post a story sometime this evening or first thing in the morning over on Newsbreak, breaking down that story a little bit more. But let's get into this first deep dive. And the Patriots' Bill Belichick says that 
Linebacker Juwan Bentley has taken his game to another level. Now, the New England Patriots head coach and general manager Bill Belichick, he gave the Patriots defense a total facelift by signing Matt Judon and Kyle Van Noy. Don't forget Dante Hightower also returned after opting out of the 2020 season. However, Belichick and linebacker coach Gerard Mayo have raved about fourth-year linebacker Juwan Bentley. Belichick even saying that Bentley has taken his game to another level. Now, if you look at the game on Sunday against the New York Jets, Juwan Bentley actually led the Patriots with eight tackles. And I think what kind of surprised me even more was when it came out how many snaps each player had. Bentley had the second most amount of snaps on the team. The only player beating him was Devin McCourty, who had 100% of the Patriots' defensive snaps. And when you started seeing some of the plays, I mean, we noticed some of the plays during the game, but when you can start looking at the All-22 and you start seeing some of those breakdowns, and you saw those sort of opportunities, I, I would say, and some of those plays when like Juwan Bentley looked like he was in the New York Jets huddle. Like he just knew exactly where the players were supposed to be and he was all over the field. And Belichick says that Bentley is seeing the game faster, right? And I, he says that, you know, he took his offseason serious. But I think that when a player gets to the point that they can see the game faster, that becomes really, really important to his game because that's when you start to actually know where the plays are going to go. There was a story that I read where apparently Juwan Bentley was lined up and he kind of shook his left arm, sort of indicating to the rest of the team that, hey, I think they're going to run the ball to the left. And sure enough, he did. He beat through two tackles and just absolutely ate up the running back. And as the Patriots run defense struggles, I think that that's going to be a really, really key piece to the, the Patriots is getting Jawan Bentley moving. I mean, yeah, the other players got to get going too, whatever, but that's going to be huge for them. It's really going to come down to guys like Bentley stepping up and making the plays that they need to make. And he's been super, super impressive so far going forward. And Belichick said that he showed leadership last season when Hightower was out. You know, he was kind of calling the defense. Not surprising, man. Jawan Bentley, he's a th only three-time captain out of Purdue. And, like, if we really break this down now, Dante Hightower is a free agent at the end of the year. I would say that he's come back a little rusty. I'm hoping to see him elevate his game. He looked better against the Jets than he did against Miami, but we're still trying to wait for that next moment, that next play, that, that sort of next sort of level to come up for him. But Bentley has just raised it up, and he kind of reminds me of a young Hightower. And I'm just wondering if we're now at the point where perhaps the Patriots will be ready to move on from a from Hightower next year and kind of put Bentley in that mic role and let him run the defense and let him be sort of that defensive leader of the front seven. Because at some point, the Patriots are going to have to go to the new guard, right? Devin McCourty's contract's coming up. He's older. Hightower's coming up. He's older. How much longer are these guys going to go? We all know that Belichick likes to move on from somebody before they you know, move on one year too early, then one year too late. And perhaps that we're starting to see the emergence of the next leader of the New England Patriots. And Gerard Mayo says that, not only has Bentley just seen his position, he's seen the entire defense. And I think that's really important, especially if you're going to be that leader of, you know, that leader of the entire front seven, because you got to know what everybody on the field is going to do. You got to know exactly where each player is going to be so that you know where you're going to be. And you can start directing things like shaking your left arm, allowing everybody to understand, hey, I know where it's going. Because if Hightower's sitting there and he's the mic, and yet you got a guy like Bentley who can be the mic as well. There's a lot of communication that the Patriots can get through that perhaps the quarterback's not going to pick up on. Now, this is a story that I love, right? The Patriots are honoring Julian Edelman on Sunday. The longtime New England Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman is going to be honored at Gillette Stadium during halftime when the Patriots host the New Orleans Saints. The former Kent State quarterback turned punt returner 
turned quarterback and eventually wide receiver, won three championships with the Patriots and was named MVP of Super Bowl 53. Edelman announced his retirement in April of this year after sustaining a knee injury during the 2020 season. If you ask me, nobody is more deserving of this honor than Julian Edelman, maybe Tom Brady. But Edelman's one of those guys, like when you talk about true leadership within the Patriots locker room organization on the field, whatever it may be, like Julian Edelman always seemed to be the epitome of that guy. And there's a story that I think about when I think about Julian Edelman, and it's when he won his Super Bowl MVP. And if you watch the, I don't know if it's mic'd up or if it's, you know, turning point, whatever it may be, but it's at the end of the game, they're all celebrating. Edelman is mic'd up. And you just hear Matthew Slater kind of whisper to him, are you MVP? Edelman says, yeah. In the joy and the smile on Matthew Slater's face when he found out that Julian Edelman was going to be the MVP, I think just sort of epitomized what Julian Edelman meant to that team. It epitomized what he brought to the organization. And I always just felt that the Patriots locker room just wasn't the same when Edelman wasn't there. And I'm going to prime example. I'm going to show you the 2017 season. Now, by now, you guys are pretty astute Patriot fans. I'm sure you've all read the dynasty. We all saw that friction between Belichick and Brady growing. We all know the story, yada, 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 whatever it may be. But I think that when we break that all down, when you sort of look at that connection, that also had the year that it all seemed to fall apart, the Seth Wickersham thing, the Jimmy Garoppolo trade, Brady being really unhappy, Brady considering not returning after that season. That was the same season that Julian Edelman wasn't in the locker room game after game after game. And I'm convinced that if Julian Edelman would have been there, that kind of stuff wouldn't have happened. I don't know. To me, just like Edelman's that guy that you want on the field, right? If you want to talk about a guy who plays with his emotions on his sleeves, I know Brady's the famous one screaming on the sidelines, all that kind of stuff. But Edelman was just like the emotion and the energy and and that he pulled with him was absolutely crazy. And I think when he retired, I think it was Belichick that said like he was the ultimate throwback player. And you think about some of those famous Edelman moments, right? The double pass against Baltimore in the playoffs. The Patriots needed a big play. Touchdown pass to Danny Amendola, Right. His, his biggest moment was probably the catch in Super Bowl 50, uh, 51, right? When he was juggling the ball, getting up, screaming, I caught it, I caught it, I caught it. Absolute iconic play that, that's in everybody's mind. The Edelman catch was something that went around. Jimmy Fallon made it you know famous after that, right? Edelman's catch opened up a seafood restaurant. We all know what it meant to the momentum of that game. One of my favorite things that I ever saw was I think it was – during the run to Super Bowl 53, and Edelman's just like screaming, screaming on the sideline, right? You're too old, screaming at me. You're too old. You're too old. Those are like the three iconic moments, but I mean, there's so many other moments that we could talk about. His first punt return in the preseason, right? When Belichick goes up to, to, to Welker, right? You ever heard of Wally Pip? He was first baseman before Lou Gehrig and just the compete level that, that Edelman brought from start to finish. And I think that's why when we saw him sort of slowing down a little bit, we saw him getting beat up with the amount of punishment that he took. I think it hit us all. And then when he sat on that chair in that emotional video and retired, it was like, damn, 
You know, he finished his career with 620 receptions for 6,822 yards, 32 touchdowns, but more impressively was his 118 playoff receptions for 1,442 yards, six touchdowns. He's the second most all-time receptions on the for the Patriots, the fourth time most receiving yards for the Patriots. He's the second time all-season or all-time postseason reception leader in the NFL. And he just he keeps us with so much. Again, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion three times. Absolutely phenomenal. And that brings us to the Pats Nation question of the day. And the Pats Nation question of the day is, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? And we did go over to our Patreon page of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club, and we asked them what they thought of whether or not Julian Edelman was a Hall of Famer. And I know it's one that will will get people a little bit riled up. My honest opinion on it is his regular season stats probably aren't good enough. But when you start weighing in moments and you start weighing in his playoff performances, when you think about the success of the New England Patriots, would they have the same success they had without him on the team? Because like the NFL, like the Hall of Fame is so stuck on stats. But I think that when you think about the, the Hall of Fame is can you tell the story of the NFL without mentioning that guy? And I don't think you can tell the story of the NFL without talking about Julian Edelman. So in my opinion, he is a Hall of Famer just for that reason. Because the Hall of Fame is not who has the best stats. The Hall of Fame is can you tell the story without him? And I don't think you can, in my opinion. And I'm willing to die on that hill the same way I'm willing to die on the hill that you can't tell the story of the NFL without Eli Manning. I think they're both Hall of Famers. Now, I don't know. I've heard some football players say that Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. I've heard some say he's not. I know when it comes to Eli Manning, a lot of Hall of Famers have said that Eli is a Hall of Famer. But I want to know what Pats Nation has to say. So here's what they said on the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club. Thomas says, I definitely think Jules is a Hall of Famer. His whole story is out of an underdog going MVP and Super Bowl champion. You could actually make a movie out of it. Also, he's a nice, outgoing guy with a great sense of humor. He is a success story all over. Jules always comes out with his opinions, be it on football or political issues in the Middle East. He's the whole package. His stats speak for themselves. The jury also should take in mind that he's a role model for kids with a positive vibe and is respected for his efforts all around the players and coaches of the NFL. Thank you for your comment, Thomas. Brian Lynch says, a Patriots Hall of Famer, yes. NFL Hall of Famer, no. I loved watching him play hard all these years, but the numbers just aren't there. Thank you, Brian. And again, so Brian puts emphasis on the numbers. I don't. I'm sort of more in the Thomas category of the role model, the MVP, the underdog story, the effort. Shredder Will says, this guy was pivotal in every playoff run he was a part of. He played DB for a bit, was a kick and punt returner and an emergency third string quarterback at points. The catch against the Falcons in the Super Bowl is something akin to miracle that we all witnessed. Jules is a Hall of Famer. He'll get that gold jacket in the end. Shredderwell also added that I think him being in the NFL now will probably help his case a bit. Yes, and a lot of media darlings get into the NFL. And I think Julian Edelman's been a media darling since the beginning when you watch him and, and, and everything he's done, his own movie, that JE 11 story, uh, when he did the 
you know, the America's games for two of those Super Bowls, two or three. I think he was on all three of them from 2014 and on. I might be wrong on that one, but I know he's in the, the last two for sure. Patriots Media says, Patriots Hall of Famer, yes. NFL Hall of Famer, not even close. Wes Welker is more of a Hall of Fame worthy, and Jules is my favorite Patriots offensive player of all time besides Drew Bledsoe. Hines Ward, Chad Johnson, Corey Dillon, Sean Alexander aren't even in yet. If there's a Patriot that is borderline or uh, is not in, that could be it's Corey Dillon. And yeah, Corey Dillon had a great career. Corey Dillon also had some some bumps. Same with Edelman. Edelman did get suspended for PEDs, and that could be a, a hurt hurt him in his chances. Again, though, I think that a lot of people, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, just gets stuck with stats, right? Wes Welker had a great statistical career. Wes Welker also dropped the ball that probably lost the Patriots to Super Bowl rather than Edelman, who made a catch, which was one of the catalyst plays to win the Patriots a Super Bowl. So you got to kind of take it in, in both perspectives. Vicariously Patriots said, based on stats alone, no. Based on performance and clutchness, yes. Being a great player isn't always about stats. It's about making the most, it's about making the must-have plays. That's all Edelman did, and there was never a bigger play that Edelman made than that catching a ball an inch from the ground in the Super Bowl when the Patriots needed him. And that's sort of been my argument, right? And that's somebody else's argument, some of the other people's argument. I still say the thing about Eli Manning. He made the plays the Giants needed him to make and won two Super Bowls because of it. Alex says, if Eli Manning is going to be, if Eli Manning is going to be in the Hall of Fame, I definitely think Julian Edelman should be. He had so much talent in the playoffs and in key moments. Not anytime soon, but in the future, I could definitely see him in the Hall of Fame. Everybody should appreciate how good he was in times when we needed him. And this is what I always talk about. Do you play football to have really good regular season stats? Or do you play football or any sport to win championships? And I think when you play any sport to win championships, then Julian Edelman is one of the epitomes of what that takes and what that means. And I appreciate everybody over on the Dear Pats Nation Loads Club on Patreon who left their comment for the Pats Nation question of the day. If you want to be one of those people to get your questions in any of our shows, whether it be the Patriots News Desk here or over on the DPN Live Show, make sure you join the Patriots Club or the Patreon, uh, the Dear Pats Nation Loads Club on Patreon now. It's only five bucks a month. On top of always being guaranteed, you get four exclusive videos a week. You get an exclusive live stream every second Friday. You get the play-by-play. You get all that kind of stuff. And my last deep dive of the night is the revisionist history of Brady versus Belichick. The New England Patriots will be facing the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. And though there's a lot to unpack for that game, I would implore Patriot fans to enjoy the peaceful serenity surrounding the matchup. Because after the clock hits double zeros on Sunday, all attention will turn to the former King of Boston and now the Emperor of Tampa Bay returning to Gillette Stadium and the revisionist history of Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick will commence. Let's start with everything that Brady and Belichick accomplished together, the history they made together. Super Bowl championships since 2001. Altogether, they had nine Super Bowl appearances. 
13 AFC championship uh, appearances. And they were a 17-time AFC champion, AFC East champion, to the point, I may add, that a lot of the Patriots fans didn't even take winning the division seriously anymore. And as disappointing as it was for the Patriots not to win the AFC East last year for the first time in forever, I will say that watching how excited the Buffalo Bills fans were and how they're still talking about being the reigning champs and being a championship team sort of reminded me what it was kind of all about. Because I think we got a little bit spoiled as Patriot fans. But who is responsible for the Patriots dynasty, right? That's the question that's going to be asked. Well, Bill Belichick drafted Tom Brady, so you might say right there that he's responsible for it. But let's not forget that Brady came in in 2001, completely turned the season around after Drew Bledsoe was injured. The Patriots weren't on the verge of having a winning season at that point. The Patriots had an outstanding defense for the first three championships, but it's you know, hard to argue that Brady didn't have a huge part of 03 and 04. Now, sometimes when people talk about who's responsible for what, they look at the actual Super Bowl game, but you got to look at the whole collective season. 2014, 2016, I mean, Tom Brady was the catalyst. Yeah, the Patriots defense, Trey Flowers, Hightower, they had some games. Chris Long had some moments. But I mean, Patriots went three for one without Brady in 16, but he came back on fire. On absolute fire. And then they'll lead the Patriots back from 28 to 3. I mean, that's on Brady's shoulders. But then you get the 2018 season, the passing offense was struggling. And by the end of the year, the Patriots defense and Sony Michelle running the football was really the, the lead. And 2018 had nothing to do with the passing game, even though Julian Edelman ended up being the MVP. Nah, but then, you know, Tom Brady took pay cuts, right? And that's a big part. That was a big part of the Patriots' success because you could spend money in other areas. People always say that Brady, you know, Belichick never got Brady weapons. Well, he got him Gronk. He drafted Rob Gronkowski. Gronk followed him to Tampa Bay. Everybody's talking about, look how great Gronk is. Are we not going to acknowledge that he spent 10 years in New England? We just got finished talking about whether or not Julian Edelman was a Hall of Fame player or not. Another another Belichick draft pick. So when you kind of like tick the boxes all down the road, wouldn't it be considered a wash? And I think that it's sort of an unnecessary debate. But that unnecessary debate will rage. Because people are just determined to find an answer to a question that nobody asked. Who's responsible for the Patriots dynasty? Was it Tom Brady who left New England and won a Super Bowl? Or was it Bill Belichick, the mastermind and creator of the Patriots for 20 years? And it's a debate that's not going to end. It's a debate that's going to be ferocious in the next couple of weeks. Because there's a portion of not just the Patriots fan base, but the entire NFL fan base and NFL media landscape who can't accept that perhaps both Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are both responsible for the Patriots dynasty. And with that, can you believe it? We have come to the end of the Patriots news desk. 
I'm telling you, this show goes faster and faster and faster every time. As I was just finishing up the last story there, I had to kind of look at the clock and say, man, did I, did I cut this 10 minutes short? But I didn't. We're at 28 minutes, man. We're, you know, two minutes away from half an hour. We're always shooting for around that 30 minute mark. I appreciate everybody who came in here live on ColorCast. If you want to watch it live on ColorCast and you're not watching it live on ColorCast, make sure you go down to the links either on the podcast or the YouTube page. Download that ColorCast app. Come see me here Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We are live. It's like online radio. It's no video streaming. It's not going to take up all your data, nothing like that. Click on the link. Click on the show. It says it right on it. Patriots News Desk by Dear Pats Nation. I'm here live. You can get involved in the chat. You can drop likes. Thanks to everybody who's in here tonight. Thanks to everybody who is watching the replay on YouTube or listening to the, the or downloaded the podcast. I appreciate it. Find me on Newsbreak, Patreon. I put all those pitches at the front. Find our play-by-play on Sunday when I call the Saints game. Uh, and of course, next Sunday night when I call the, the Patriots Bucks game, that's going to be a huge game to do play by play on. And I'm so excited to be the Patriots fan at that moment. Guys, until tomorrow, appreciate you tuning in to the Patriots News Desk brought to you by Dear Pats Nation. And never forget the Patriots, well, they're legit, kid. You are listening to a replay of last night's live edition of the Patriots News Desk brought to you by Dear Pats Nation, broadcasted live on the ColorCast app. If you'd like to listen live, I've left a link in the description. Also, if you're an out-of-market Patriots fan who can't get the game live or you're just looking for alternative commentary, I've been signed as the ColorCast Patriots super fan, doing play-by-play and analysis for every Patriots game this season. Again, if you're interested with anything that I'm doing on ColorCast, you can download the ColorCast app with the link I've left in the description. Connor and I are thrilled to be a part of the Newsbreak team. And when you download the free Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. So you can stay up to date with all of our content and all of your local news for free by downloading the Newsbreak app with the link we provided you in the description. Poor Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by. We want to thank all of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday, access to the live recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, and an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on screen. We don't have any tiers. It's only $5 a month. So come check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash Sports. We've left the link in the description. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.